Can you hear me? Is it on? Oh, good deal. Good morning. Welcome everybody out. It's good to see you. Especially glad to see my family out. That means a lot to me this morning to have all of you here. We have visitors with us. I promise you I'm not the full-time preacher, so if you want to hear a good sermon, come back tonight or next week and you'll hear maybe a better one. Week after next. I'm sorry. Okay. Week after next. Dad preaches next week. But, uh, but it is good to see everybody out, and I, and I am honored to stand before you. I hope that this morning that I can present a lesson to you that make you think, put you on your toes a little bit, encourage you a little bit, and uplift you. How many people want to go to heaven? Oh, a few hands go up. Some ain't. Maybe I need to change my lesson to why we want to go to heaven. But I hope everybody wants to go to heaven this morning. What if I told you I have a way to get to heaven... And it's better than what you've been taught. I can offer you things that that you may have been told, but they ain't good. I can offer you a lot better way. Would you would you follow me? Would you believe me? No? no. You shouldn't. This morning I want to talk to you about false teachers or false prophets. It's so important that it was mentioned in the old long ago all the way up to today. There must be something to it if God's warned us about false prophets. Amen. This morning, I want to start out by mentioning a few names. I'm going to put them on the screen for you to look at. I'm going to talk about them. Some of them, you're going to think, man, what's, what's he got that name up there for? Or, what's this got to do with religion? Well, I promise you, bear with me. I'll tie it all together into the end. And you will see where we're going with this. First off, I want to talk to you about Charles Manson, the Mason family. He was the founder of it. He had approximately 100 followers. And he used drugs and other things to entice his followers to do evil deeds for him. But he also proclaimed to be the Messiah. He also claimed to be Jesus Christ. So he used religion and his teachings to get people to follow him, claiming to be Christ. What about David Koresh? David Koresh was a leader of the Branch Davidians. He had more than 70 followers. He too claimed to be Jesus Christ, the Messiah. You need to follow me, follow my teachings, and I can offer you things. He got his start from the Branch Davidians. Or, uh, excuse me, the Branch Davidians started off the seven-day Adventists, and then from them, it got tied off from another branch, which was the seven-day Adventists. And, and they all just branched and branched off leading to David Koresh's group. Another name I want to mention to you, Jim Jones. Jim Jones was the leader of the People's Temple. He had more than 900 followers. He convinced people that he was, again, a Messiah or a prophet, and if people followed him, he could lead them to do great things and to a great afterlife. And he... Through the planning and manipulation and false teaching that he done, he had everybody commit a mass suicide in Guyana in Jonestown, and they all killed themselves following a man who claimed to be a leader of Christ, who claimed to be a prophet. Another one I want to talk to you about is Joseph Smith. He's the founder of the Mormons. Originally, there was a thousand people that started out following him. They all migrated out west because... His teachings were not true to the Bible. So they ran him off from the eastern United States. And then that's when you got the great western expansion of the Mormons moving to Salt Lake City. 
which back in the early spring, I got to go to Salt Lake City, pick up a load, uh, bring it back to the east, and it was at the Mormon Temple in Salt Lake City. It is pretty massive. Today, they have over 16 million followers worldwide. Uh, go back just a minute to Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, how he uh, tell you about him? He was a prophet of God. He claimed that he spoke to an angel. Uh, Maha, uh, let's see. Excuse me. I'm gonna tell you. Moradian, I guess, it's Moroni, which is the name that come from it, Mormons. And that uh, he claimed that God spoke to him through that angel. And also, he sent a book down which was inscribed in gold plates. God told him that there's a new and better way and that he needed to teach people that they needed to follow him and his teachings and not the Word of God. Muhammad is the founder of Islam. Approximately 1.8 billion followers. It is the world's second largest growing religion and it's growing faster every day. Muhammad, he claims to be a prophet of God. They believe in Jesus. believe Jesus was a good guy, but they don't believe Jesus was the Messiah. And then Muhammad, he has offered the better way. And then, of course, Judaism today, it still exists. And those are the people that reject Christ as the Savior. They are still looking for their Messiah. And they have over 14 million followers. A lot of people following these groups, ain't they? And then, of course, we have Satan. Satan has manipulated people. He is scattered all over the world, including anyone who proclaims that the Bible is not the inspired Word of God. We know that the devil is the mastermind behind division and chaos. So much so that he even started causing war in heaven. You can read about that in Revelation chapter 12, 7 through 17. And that's when he was cast out of heaven. And then he lied to Eve. He even came to earth and started manipulating and started right there in the garden uh, and lied to Eve. And you can read about that in Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 5. And then, of course, he inspires all those who proclaim that the Word of God is not true. And that is in Revelation chapter 22, 18 through 19. That's a lot of people. And that's just a small amount that we have talked about already who proclaim to be either the Messiah, Jesus Christ, or I am a prophet, follow me, and I will lead you to Christ. Hmm. Well, what do all these people have in common? Well, first off, they're false teachers. Some are seeking fame and fortune, and they're doing it for their own self-glory. And they're all, except for the devil, they're dead. And everything that they have told and promised has not come true. And they have led thousands away from Christ. Well, just like false prophets, there has to be some true prophets to know that if this is false, there's got to be some truth to this. So God does have true prophets that come in the Old Testament. We've read about and some in the New. For example, you have Isaiah, Jeremiah, David, and Elisha. And the list goes on and on. And if you're a true prophet, you was not to be true. Because when God sent His prophets and His Word to be told, it was carried out and it was known to be true. If you was a false prophet and found out, do you know what happened to you? You was killed. You was executed. You, you, you did no longer cease to exist because you were spreading false word. So, there are some true prophets. 
And they did carry out God's Word. And it was to be true. They knew it was true. For example, you look at Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, 20-38. Elijah looks at the people and he says, How long are you going to follow between two opinions here? Are you going to follow God or are you going to follow Baal? Which one are you going to do? You can't, you can't do both. Pick one. And so they're still going back and forth. What do I do? What do I do? Well, Elisha says, I tell you what we can do. We can do this. You, I'll build an altar to my God. And the 450 prophets of Baal, they can build an altar to their God. And we'll see who sends down fire and burns up the sacrifice. And whoever does that, that is the true and living God. So they did. They built an altar. And they had the bulls come out. And they got to choose which one they wanted. And they put it up on there and they offered the sacrifice. So the prophets, they start calling out to Baal, send down fire, send down fire. And the whole time they're doing this, you know what Elijah's over here doing? He's taking buckets of water and drowning his sacrifice. He had enough water on it, you probably could have drowned in a mule. And they're looking at him thinking, man, this guy's crazy. But what happened? Elijah called on his God, and what happened? Fire came down, it burned up the sacrifice, it burned up the altar, and then it burnt up the ground in which the altar sat on, and then it dried up all the water. Who's the true and living God? It was Elijah's God. The people knew to follow him because why? The prophets of Baal, their offering and their sacrifice is still sitting over here. So true prophecy was, was carried out. People knew who their true prophet was by examples. Or like Noah. Noah was told people, you need to get your hearts right with God. You need to follow me. It's going to come a flood. God's going to destroy the world if you don't follow me and you don't listen to God while He's trying to tell us. You're going to be lost. Those people didn't believe Him. Eight souls were saved. But I guarantee you one thing. When that first drop of rain fell, by the way, it had never rained before. But when that first drop of rain fell... Those people wasn't on that ark. They believed. But it was too late. God tells us in His Word what we need to do in order to get to heaven. If we don't follow God's Word, then it's going to be too late. And it's important that we know the truth. So there's examples of false prophets. But what do all these men that we talked about, what do they offer? They offer false hope. They offer nothing. They're false. How do we know that people are false teachers when we hear religions or people out proclaiming to be stuff? How do we know that it's false? Well, first off, we can test it by the fruits that they're producing. You take it and you hold it up to the Bible. If it matches, then it is. It either will match or it won't match. There is no maybe or in between. It either will or it won't. And when you look at it and you hold it up to the Bible, you can start poking holes in all the false teachings and it will not hold water. That's why it's important that we study and that is how you can start to stand and fight against false teachings. Is by studying the Word of God. First off, you need to know that the Bible and the Word of God is the inspired Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. And when you realize that it is inspired and you start to study according to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, then you will be ready to stand against it. And you can test it. When someone comes to you and says, hey, this is what I believe. This is what you need to follow. Well, you can hold it up to the Bible according to 1 John chapter 4, verses 1-6, through 6, and it'll either match or it won't. And if it don't match, then we need to rebuke it. We need to stand against it according to Titus chapter 1, 10-16. And when you look at verses 5-9 through 9 of Titus chapter 1, I find it interesting that it talks about elders before it gets on into uh, standing and rebuking the Word. Why would it talk about elders, I wonder? Well, it's important that churches have strong elders. 
Because elders are the leaders of the congregation. They are going to make sure that whatever is taught and done in worship and in our lives is according to God's will. It is important for us to follow God's Word, and that is what the elders are to do. If you look at uh, verse, uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, you'll see that we are to preach the Word. The elders are going to make sure that the Word is being preached. They're going to make sure that it is sound and true doctrine according to Titus chapter 2. And then if it is sound doctrine, then everything that we do and we participate in is going to be well maintained and carried out according to Titus chapter 3. And then, according to all of us, what we do here, we need to carry it out into the world and we need to teach others the truth and sound doctrine. According to Matthew chapter 28... 18 through 20 and Mark 16 and verse 15. If we do all of this, then you know God's Word. You know how to stand against it. You know how to prepare against it. You know how to stand against evils that may come our way or false teachings. And these false teachings that people will talk to you about, they are sincere as sincere can be. They believe it. They're going to convince you of it. If they didn't, these people here wouldn't have all these followers that they have today. That's why it's important for us to make sure that what I'm saying up here is true, or Shelby or Brian or whoever else gets up here and preaches, that what we say is true, you need to follow along in your Bibles. That's why it's important to study. And if you study, God has prepared you with the entire armor and fleet and resources that you need to stand against all that. According to Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20. And then when presented with teachings, you can be ready to give an answer for it according to 1 Peter chapter 3, 15-17. Now, I mentioned a bunch of names when I first started. And some of those names, rightfully so, we all know are very evil people. They've done a lot of bad things. And some are just as sincere and as good as the day is long. And you think, but why do I need to know about false teachers? Why did all those people, why do I need to worry about them? Because folks, if we're not out teaching people, they are. Islam is the second fastest growing religion, 1.4 billion. It doesn't matter if it is him or if it's David Koresh or Billy Bob down the street. If they have one person or they have 1.4 billion, they're teaching people false. And people are following them. If we're not out teaching, if we're not out living the example that God has asked us to do and teaching His Word, they're going to follow somebody. And I would rather them follow God's teachings than to follow them because that place leads to no hope. That place leads to eternal damnation and, ever, and punishment for everlasting. They can offer you the riches of the world. They can offer you anything that this world has to offer. But God can offer you all the riches of heaven and eternal life. I would rather have riches and eternal life that last forever than to have a short time here on earth of riches because that's not going to get me nowhere. So, God's Word is true. If we're not following God's Word, we're going to be lost. Because when we die and we stand before God on Judgment Day, that's what we're going to be judged by is the words that was wrote in the book. And the Word. God's Word is true. It's living. And we need to follow it to the best of our abilities. So this morning, as I bring our lesson to a close, I don't want you to think that I've talked bad about religions, that I'm making fun of some of them. Because I'm not. I'm not standing up here saying that, that we're the only ones going to heaven or that all these other religions are lost. But what I am saying 
is this. It doesn't matter what name's above your door. If you're not teaching God's Word and you're not doing exactly what God has asked you to do, then you're wrong. It's not me saying it. It's God saying it. If you're not doing His will the way He wants it done, the way He's prescribed, then you're wrong. So this morning, if you're not a Christian, I'm going to invite you to become one through God's Word. It's not, it's not going to be any promises or anything of this life other than the eternal life that you can get. And that is a home in heaven. God's plan is laid out for us. And it's real simple. All we have to do is follow it. And that is hear the Word. According to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Once you hear God's Word, then it's easy to act upon it because you will know what to do, which is believe is the next step. Believe it. Have faith in it. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For him that comes to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And then you need to repent of your sins Turn away from what you are doing and turn to God because He says in Luke chapter 13, verse 5, I tell you nay, except you repent or you will all likewise perish. Then you need to confess God before men. You need to confess Jesus Christ that He is the Son of the living God. And you need, according to Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, Therefore, whoever will confess Me before men, him will I confess before My Father. And then you need to allow yourself to be baptized into Christ. According to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. For as many who have been baptized into Christ have put on to Christ. And at that moment, once you have been baptized, God will add you to His church according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. Those that gladly received the Word and were baptized, God added them unto 3,000 souls that day on Pentecost. God will add you to His church. And you, you have become a Christian. You have started down that road. And that road is not going to be easy because... This is when Satan comes into play. Satan had you before. Now he don't have you. Now he's going to try to get you back. Because his ultimate goal is to hurt God. Because he knows that hell was prepared for him and his angels. And so now he's going to try to get you back. So that's where it is important. We need to study. We need to stay focused. And we need to strive to always do what's right. And if we struggle and we fall away, that's, that's going to happen. Because we're human. We're not perfect. If we fall away, we need to come back to God. We need to repent and pray, God, that your heart might be forgiven. According to Acts chapter 8, verse 22, the way Simon the Sorcerer did. He was a Christian. We talked about it in Bible class this morning. He's a Christian. He tried to buy the powers of God. God said, you can't do that. Or Paul said, you can't do that. You need to repent and pray that your heart will be forgiven. If there is anything that I can, we can do for you this morning, you need the prayers of the church, or if you desire to become a Christian, I ask that you make your wishes known as we stand and as we sing. All things are ready. Come to the feet.